You're listening to Rebel 5, an interactive interview podcast with alumni, past and current parents, and friends of Ron Colley High School. I'm your host, Gary Armbruster, Director of Alumni and Corporate Relations at Ron Colley. And each week, I will ask our guests five questions regarding how their lives have evolved and how key connections of experience, opportunity, and alumni networking have propelled them to where they are today. We'll talk challenges, how to overcome challenges, and what they've learned along the way. Stay tuned. So let's get started today. I'd like to introduce our guest. He is the assistant principal for student life at Ron Colley. He graduated from Ron Colley in 2009. He graduated from the Ball State University. He likes to call it the Harvard of Muncie. He has two degrees from Ball State, uh, including a master's in education and administration and supervision. He is married to his high school sweetheart, one Audrey DeBoard, class of 2010, our guest today hails all the way from Franklin Township, growing up in the Tivity Titan, Kevin Bonnage. Kevin, welcome to the show today. Wow, well, that's quite the welcome. Thanks so much for uh, having me here on the first ever. So, Kevin, my first job when I was a youngster, 16, I started working uh, for my dad and uh, in a block yard during the summertime. And it was not the best job in the world, but it was a learning experience, and I learned a lot from that. So I'm going to throw you a softball here to start off with. What was your first job? My first job that I got paid by someone that was not a family member was I worked for a valet parking company. Um, it was an independent company. They would rent out uh, this third um, set organization and then invite us to go to different events. Uh, it was the coolest job. I would say right now I have the best job in the world, but I would say my first job was the coolest job in the world. Uh, we worked some incredible events, um, such as the um, Indy 500 Ball. Uh, we worked events such as the um, award ceremony for the Pacers, the ring ceremony for the Indianapolis Colts, um, celebrities' birthday parties, Nice. Um, just some incredible events. Um, Who might be some celebrities that we would know? Um, you know, so Peyton Manning, uh, the Children's Hospital, um, they had us up for an evening. Um, Danny Granger. Um, I think the coolest event that I worked um, was actually the awards ceremony for the Indianapolis 500. So it was the after the Indy 500, they have their awards banquet where they give everybody their, their um, checks uh, for the race. And so we got to work that. And so we got to we were valeting. I was 16, 17 years old, uh, and I was valeting the Indy 500 drivers' cars. Um, it was ridiculous. Um, so Scott Dixon, Elio Castroneves, um, it was it you was were kind driving of, their cars. Yes, their rental yes, cars. Yes, actually inside the Indianapolis 500, <laughs> uh, which is a scary, scary thing that to think that a 16 year old was driving a race car driver's car um, inside the Motor Speedway. Any uh, any accidents? Um, I did. I watched. Um, one of the the people we were working with, one of their first cars they took, they had a Mustang and they flipped it up on its side on a, a median. I'll tell you what, I <laughs> props to the the valet parking world. I'm not sure that I would ever valet my my car after having that job when I was 16 or 17 years old. First nights I was walking, it was the the ball for the Indianapolis 500, and they had it was down at the IRT building. They had brought the 33 corvette pace cars um <laughs> to park right along washington street um and somehow some way i was in charge of the 33 pace cars everybody else was in charge of all the other cars um that had appeared that day um so i, ca I called my family and i told them to swing by downtown and sure enough there i was pulling out <laughs> and these nice uh corvettes and my parents were thinking oh my goodness what what job did i give 
give my my child. Yes, <laughs> scary thought indeed. You have any lesson from that first job that you maybe still use today? Yeah, do something awesome. I mean, yeah, you you only get to yeah. live once, so do something awesome. You know, a lot of people. I'm sure you talked about the backbreaking work that you did yes. when you were a kid. Um, my first job was not like that. My first job was cool. That's cool. And so I will spend the rest of my life trying to find cool jobs to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Here at Ron Colley, um, anybody that's been around here long enough, um, makes connections. That's what we're yeah. about in, in big, in a big way. What is your most special Ron Colley connection? I think when you, when you think of Ron Colley high school, you think of a family. We are a family. Um, we have good times. We've got bad times. We have good relationships. We have um, difficulties to go through. Um, but I think the best connection is just the connection with the people here. You know, the reality is that 3300 Prague Road is just, it's a concrete building. There's nothing that special about um, the actual building itself. What, what makes this place wonderful is the people that are here. Um, and so the people that have been mentors to me in my life when I was a student here, um, have now become lifelong friends, um, and now I have the opportunity to pass that along. Um, and so just the connections that every day you get to come and you get to be a part of a wonderful family um, and to extend that family. You know, we've been doing this for 50 years, um, and it's, it's a very humbling thing to know that the connections that I made as a kid, now I get to do those um, with the kids that are in our building right here and in the future. So you're 28 years old. 28 years old. I'm fairly certain in my closet at home, I have shirts that are 28 oh, yeah. years old. Probably got more, much more wisdom, those shirts than I do. <laughs> what are you most proud of in your life or career at this point in time? The thing I'm most proud of is the reason I got into education was to make a to attempt to make a positive impact on kids' lives. Um, and I am just so blessed that I have a job that my job is to come in every single day and care about the 1,200 kids that go to this school. Um, and so that's what I'm proud that I'm in a position, a leadership position that allows me to, to do what I love, to be around kids, to help kids on their journey. They have four years while they're here at Ron Colley, um, but we're trying to establish what they're going to do with their life, how they're going to live their life, their faith life, um, their friends, their family, th- their relationship with themselves. Um, and I'm just proud that every day I can come to a place that cares so much about kids that they have a position of assistant principal for student life and then the fact that I just I get to live out my dream every single day when I'm here Um, whether it's be coaching football whether it's coaching track whether it's being assistant principal um, whether it's working on the student assistance program uh, whether it's leading a senior retreat um, all those different avenues are fun and they're enjoyable um, but that's not why I do them you know Teaching about the Mongols in world history class um, is important, uh, but that's just kind of my avenue to reach kids. Um, and so that, that's the part that I'm proud of, that I get to use a bunch of different avenues and titles and positions and opportunities um, to go reach uh, the youth of America, if you will, Gary. Inspire the youth. Inspire the youth. Every day when I leave uh, the lunchroom. I tell Gary Armbruster that it's time to go inspire the youth of America. And in fact, Gary always has the last word because he works on those uh, Ron Colley updates that are just beautifully done. But sure enough, I turned to the back page one time and there it said, <laughs> Kevin Bonich, inspire the youth of America. So he had taken that quote and now published it. So well done, Gary, hey. for you always having the last word. Okay, speaking of, so you've been out of high school for 10 years. This is, Two years, this, this is it. This is uh, yeah, the 10-year reunion. reunion. I just got the notice. So 10 years ago – from right now you were lacing up the converse yeah i think they were nike shots okay you had just completed a um 
uh, a pretty okay football season. You were our starting quarterback. It was okay. I, I was doing some research. Okay at best. Well, okay. So the year before we were three and seven. Yep. Thanks for bringing that up. And so probably the, I'm sure it was the first losing season we'd had in decades. Good. This is you know, very. You're really you building up my with confidence this? here. <laughs> Glad so, I hope none. No former students or current students now are going to listen to this podcast and be like, "This guy is allowed to coach us." So I'm researching you yesterday, and I'm, I'm pulling up some video on uh, YouTube 2008 season, and it's about 20 minutes long, and it's the Shatar game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't help but notice that most of the video was you running for your life. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, Gary, but there was a an opposing player on that team called Zach Martin, who is arguably <laughs> uh, the best guard in the uh, National Football League right now. And um, uh, he found me a few a yes, time or two. I think I saw that. Um, and I am definitely not playing in the NFL. And that guy is not only playing in the NFL, he is um, – he is doing incredible things um so you can just imagine what that moment of contact looked like when zach martin found me in the backfield so i guess where i'm going with this is we've all had setbacks in our life whether it's in our family life or our professional life uh, do you have any ron collie specific setbacks that you've overcome or someone that you've coached has overcome you know i um i am blessed with uh Two incredible parents. I got an awesome brother uh, and just an, a beautiful inside and out wife that is just, I don't know, to be honest, why um, she's married to me. But I think we're, God every we're day, wanting yeah, that too. Yeah, I yes. thank God every day that she is married to me. <laughs> um, but I, I think my parents just instilled in me in a very young age to, to be resilient. Um, they kind of, there's a term that's going around in the educational world right now called the productive struggle uh, to be resilient or to be gritty. There's a great book out, um, called grit. Um, and so they just kind of instilled that in me that it, it's not, the end result is not what is important that it's the journey. Um, and so I've, I've tried to instill that in coaching and in teaching, um, that it's not about what you do on a specific grade. It's not about how well you perform in a certain set of competitions, um, that's not the end result. Um, instead, it's the journey to get there. And yeah, there's going to be ups and downs, trials, tribulations, difficult times. Uh, but the reality is, are you just are you progressing? Are you waking up every single day trying to trying to do the best you possibly can? Because life is difficult. Life is hard. No doubt about that. Um, we've all faced our, our fair share of difficulties. Um, but every day, there's an opportunity to grow and to learn and to develop um, and just try to be who God wants you to be. And I think they've instilled that in me at an early age, and I'm forever blessed um, by that, that, you know, when I was, uh, when I was a fourth grader playing in a CYO basketball game and I had not played very well, my dad just kind of said, Hey, look, you, you got to buckle up here and keep moving on. Um, and so yeah, those, those life lessons have just been forever instilled in me from, uh, from my parents. And so that's, I just, something I take with me every day when I come to work. Do you have a, a Ron Colley specific example of picking yourself up by the bootstraps? Yeah, I think there's a lot of examples of that. There's, I mean, their students are just filled with resiliency around here around Collie. You know, one that comes to mind is uh, the spring of 2016, uh, Paige Saylor had set a school record and was a regional championship um, in long jump, and she was actually seated uh, number one in the 2016 IHSAA uh, state finals in the long jump, and so. Um, we had a lot of hopes and dreams and aspirations, and I just um, I was pulling big time for her to to bring home a blue ring for herself. Um, she's just an incredible athlete and a wonderful person. Um, and so at the state final, she had a great day. She just didn't have the one big jump that 
um, that you need to be a state champion. Um, and so it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to know that she had really just put herself out there, um, to go be a state champion and had, had come up short. I was really, really proud of her. Um, but you could just see, um, the disappointment that she had. Um, and so that was heartbreaking to deal with. Um, and so we sat on the side of IU's, um, track stadium that day in June in 2016. And we talked about what her senior year could look like. Um, and sure enough, I mean, she bounced back. She had a, an incredible senior year. Um, she went, uh, toe to toe with a girl from Warren central, um, promise Hoosier, uh, who now is just committed to the University of Tennessee, and she went toe to toe with her at sectionals and regionals, and then in the state finals, um, she just had an incredible day. Multiple jumps over 18, one jump over 19, um, won the state finals by an inch and a half, and it was just it was pure elation. Um, when the girl before her, Paige was going to have the last jump on the day, and the girl before her jumped and had a great jump of 18, 10 and a half. And if you're sitting in IU, you can't tell an inch and a half um, from the third row at IU. And so you're just waiting for them to call it out. And they called out 18, 10 and a half. And it was just pure elation and joy <laughs> uh, to see her, uh, to be a part of her journey where um, she was just so resilient, um, fought back, and then became uh, a well deserved state champion. It was just, it was awesome to watch her rebound one year later um, to see where she came. So, as a coach, uh, mentor, I guess, um, what do you do when you have a student athlete who you want them to succeed more than they want to succeed? Oh, that's that's a tough that's a tough deal when you want it more than they want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, you just better instill in them that they better want it because you want it so bad. I mean that that is hard. Um, you know, teaching an AP class it's difficult because I'm lucky enough to teach um, you know 20 to 30 of just a, some of the brightest in here, and so they want they want the A plus and the A. Right. And so I think that sometimes is, is harder is to get them to buy into. It's okay. It's a process. It's a journey. It's going to be. There's going to be some good days. There's going to be some bad days. It's hard to get kids to buy into the product, productive struggle. No, I mean no one wants to fail. No one wants to right. say, hey, don't worry about it. It'll be worth it in the long run. Uh, we definitely want our immediate gratification in the society we live in today. So that's hard. Yeah. Going back to uh, some of your beginnings. Um, what advice have you received maybe back at one of the first jobs uh, that you've had that, that's really stuck with you? I think something that I've learned, I, I probably learned this as a student here, um, which is all the great coaches and teachers that I had, um, was to find the extraordinary in the ordinary. Sometimes we want the big moments to happen, um, and we forget how many big moments are happening in small things around us. Uh, and so that's something I just try to focus on every day is find the extraordinary in the ordinary. So whether it's just talking to a kid in the lunchroom about how their day is going, try to find something that's great there. Um, or just once again, I said this earlier that, you know, the school, I mean, it's it's an ordinary school building. I mean, we have a cafeteria. And bricks and mortar. It's, brick, it's bricks and mortars. I mean, my office is just an office. These classrooms are just classrooms. And in fact, I would argue that they're, you know, we have incredible facilities, but we, you know, that doesn't mean that they're the, the best. No. They they're not. They have facilities at Beach Grove yeah, too. Yeah, they do. Uh, they got them all over the place, Center Grove, Southport, Whiteland. Um, but once again, you find the extraordinary in what happens every day in here. And it's an ordinary school day. What's ha unfolding right now as we speak is an ordinary school day, but there's extraordinary things and people happening in the school every day. And so you just try to find that. Speaking of extraordinary, if you're driving south on the south in the yeah. school, and you get to the school building, there's something pretty extraordinary going on there. We're building yeah. a new gym, and we're all excited about that. It's uh, long overdue, and we're excited. Um, little um, 
melancholy maybe about uh, not having the use or um, the, the, the woodshed become secondary. Yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's hurtful. Yeah. I mean, it hurts a little bit. Bittersweet. Well, there's almost 60 years of history yeah. there. Um, I played basketball almost 30 years before you did. I have my memories of the woodshed. Um, you played there as I did as a grade schooler. Uh, and you then, can go ahead and say no, your statistic. <laughs> you can go. I'll say it for you. No, Gary likes no. to bring up a few times. A few times he likes to bring up every now and then when maybe my head's getting a little bit too big. <laughs> Gary likes to remind my students, my players, just my friends, family members. Morning whoever, announcements. Morning announcements. Wherever Gary can kind of find a little plug-in. Um, <laughs> he likes to remind people that I rank below him um, on the all-time scoring list, and I don't believe there was a three-point line. Um, and so Gary likes to bring that up. I then like to follow that up by saying, um, love him to death, but I'm ahead of Mr. Chuck Weisenbach on that all-time <laughs> scoring list. Now, granted, we're lower well, on that. I was going to but... say, that's not really saying a whole <laughs> lot. I wasn't going to bring that up until at the end. So, but yeah, I'm, I just want to take the words out of your mouth. Right. I knew where we were going. We were this. definitely going there. Yeah, we were, it was going to happen. <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. All right, back to the the woodshed. So, um, I played there as a holy name giant. You played there as a nativity titan. Uh, certainly had a, a nice career at Ron Colley and and uh, came back as an alumni player and, and a staff staff member as well. Give me your favorite your favorite woodshed moment. You know, I th- I think one of the most iconic moments was 2007. We were playing the number one Cathedral Irish, and Paul Casaro had a breakaway that everybody was convinced he was going to throw down a dunk which would have brought the woodshed down. And instead, uh, I vividly remember sitting on the bench watching this happen, and he just he pulled up for three and just nothing but net right in front of our student <laughs> section. I a think dagger. that dagger. was a dagger. <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, I put up incredible numbers that night. We you know rushed the court with a huge upset over Cathedral. So that that's probably awesome. the most iconic. That was awesome. My, my favorite moment um, would be then two years later we were playing Cathedral, and they were ranked one, two, or three – uh, in in the state that year, they had several big time Division One athletes from a variety of uh, uh, sports. You know, Polygraph was going to play Division One baseball. One of their tackles, defensive or offensive tackles, um, for their football team was going to the University of Florida. They had guys going to Purdue, Colorado State, um, the University of Dayton. They were loaded um, with basketball talent. Um, and in fact, when Coach Wants brought out the who was going to guard who, I was guarding a six foot six guy that was going to the University of Purdue, and I just thought, well, okay. Uh, and so the whole night, the the gym was just packed. Um, the student section was actually on both sides uh, of the the woodshed, and Aaron Evans and I, uh, one of the all time greats, or I would argue the greatest point guard in Ron Colley's fifty years, um, we were sitting next to each other. And I know coaches tell you that you're supposed to like believe. Um, but I can't say, uh, looking at Cathedral starting lineup, how much we were believing that we could do what uh, what the varsity basketball team had done two years earlier with Casaro and Brittner and Mislin. Uh, and so we said, you know, how crazy would it be if we actually pulled that off, which is probably not what you want your point guard and shooting guard. I don't know if we've probably ever not. told Coach Wants that part of our story that we yeah. were looking at each other like, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if, if, we, if we did this? I mean, this gym was packed, student yeah. section – both sides um and so we got to halftime game was close at halftime we kind of you know looked at each other like hey we you know we we might we might be able once again that's not what you want your point guard and shooting yeah. guard telling each other but we were like hey we, we might pull this off uh, but before the game yeah yeah this is what the highlight <laughs> of the game is and this might be why we won the game to be honest <laughs> um 
before the game, the student section had decided that they were going to pass out baby powder um, to the whole student section. LeBron was, yes. uh, you know, a big deal at that time. Had done the famous, you know, powder throw up. Well, we had we had had a few road games, and a few of our buddies had done that. But when you're playing at Ritter on a Tuesday night, you got four kids. So when right. four people throw up baby powder, it's not a big deal. But you know, you got <laughs> 500 kids throwing up baby powder. Uh, what had happened was. At the opening tip, as soon as the ball was tipped, you know they throw the the referee throws the ball up. The, our our entire student section threw up baby powder, um, and so the way the woodshed is, the the, the AC blowers are right above the student section, and then blew all this baby powder onto the court. And in fact, the players we didn't know what had happened uh, during the first free throw uh, of the game. One of the guys that I knew from Cathedral hit me and said, "Hey, what what happened?" I said, what are you talking about? He goes, did you guys light off fireworks? And I looked up, and there, I mean, it was a, there was a cloud of smoke. There was smog had settled in in the woodshed. Um, And so, unfortunately, they actually had to stop part of the game um, to bring out, like, the, you know, the the Zamboni, if you will. To clean, to attempt to clean up, but it, when you would look down at, down the court, you could see people's footprints, and so I, that totally nullified um, the advantages that Cathedral had that night, and it it was a slippery mess um, the rest of the game. I, I honestly can't believe they didn't stop the game and then just rescheduled it, um, but they didn't. Um, they actually had a few people that getting taken out for medical reasons. Um, <laughs> they couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe. Uh, Mr. Weisenbach had to put a kibosh to it and said no more powder. <laughs> Um, because it had caused such a disruptance. And so, sure enough, uh, halftime was close. Third quarter closer. Fourth quarter, we t- uh, take the lead. Um, and then Cathedral's got a, a final shot at the end uh, to tie it up or to win it. Um, and it's kind of a mess. Uh, we go on to win. The student body rushes the court. And uh, Rebels defeat the Irish. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful awesome. night in 2008-2009 basketball season. So we're moving on. We're going to do the Rebel 5 questions. But before we do that, we're going to stop – Take a quick break and uh, pay some bills for with our sponsors. Rebel 5 is sponsored by Steve's Flowers and Gifts. For the best and freshest flowers in Indianapolis and surrounding areas, Steve's Flowers and Gifts have exactly what you're looking for. For your next special occasion, call Steve's Flowers at 800-742-9359. Okay, welcome back. My name is Gary Armbruster, and I'm here with Kevin Bonich, our first guest of Rebel 5. So, Okay, Kevin, so quick, we've got uh, five questions here, Rebel 5. I'm ready. Let's do this. In another life, what would you want to be or do? What I want to be or do, um, this is not just some cliche here, but I would say that I have the, I got the best job right now. I'm doing it every day. I get to live my dream, do what I love to do. Be in a building that I love to be around people that I love and care about deeply. Um, so that would be my first answer. My second, maybe fun answer to that would be anything that involves Disney World. I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm there. I don't. I'm there. I'm in. Put me Disney World. That's that's where I want to be. If I could maybe put Ron Colley into Disney the World, World that would be perfect. Okay. So along the same lines, if you had a favorite Disney character, who would you be? Wow, my favorite Disney character. I. It, my wife and I, we love um, the movie Up um, yes. with uh, Ellie and Carl. Um, and in fact, <laughs> I make her an adventure book every year of what we did the previous this year. Is, you told me about this. This I is have, such a cool idea. Yeah. And our, our producer is sitting next to me, my wife, uh, Darla Coop Armbruster. And so I, I, 
just go ahead and tell what yeah. you do because this is really cool. Yeah, so one of my wife and I's first date, we went to see the movie Up. And uh, every year on our dating anniversary, which is coming up, um, I make an adventure book of our previous year's adventures of all the things that we do. And then I give it to her. Um, so not to throw you under the bus, Gary. No, but it's maybe, too late. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, so we have um, – we've been dating for eight years now, so – uh, we got our um, our our years of adventures together. Yeah, that's uh, that's an awesome thing to do. So you have the eight volumes eight sitting volumes, on the, ca- yeah. the counter. Coming up with nine. Yeah, that's and obviously you got a little bundle of joy coming around the corner. Oh my as goodness! Well. Yeah, you kidding so, me? Holy yeah. cow! Well, uh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. Uh, the grandparents I know well. Uh, I'm sure they're excited. And no, maybe no, maybe no. we'll touch on that at the end here to kind of go along the same uh, Disney World theme. Your favorite time or place when you have run into a Ron Collie person, not the, not called the Arm Brewsters at Universal Studios. Uh, so that same trip that <laughs> I ran into the Arm Brewsters, I, um, my family and I, we were down in Disney World, and I I don't know whose idea this was, but we had we had seven days of matching T-shirts that we were wearing, oh, yeah. and so that that trip we saw in Harry Potter World, we saw the Arm Brewsters while we were in our Harry Potter T-shirts. Um, and then later that that's trip, a good look too. That's a, it's a something look. Yes. That's a, it's a something look. Uh, and so we also saw, uh, it's quite an experience anytime, uh, students are always concerned about seeing their teachers and coaches, um, out in public. <laughs> and I would say that teachers and coaches are way more nervous about seeing students in public. Yeah, um, and so know. yeah, nothing like seeing your students while you're in matching t-shirts standing in line in Disney world and you've got, um, you've got Mickey mouse ears. On yes, and that you're, is, you're taking around a picture. Your, that is a picture. You can't unsee. You cannot unsee that. Um, and then you're known for that forever. So that same trip, we saw the arm Brewsters uh, at Harry Potter world. We saw about, I saw six, uh, of my students down in Disney world, including just standing in line one time for the ride Soren. And I looked over my, my shoulder and there was the entire Susan Michael family yes. just standing there as I had, a. Uh, had some Mickey Mouse ears on my head. All right. Well, this kind of goes along the same, same theme. What is the funniest thing that has happened to you recently? The funniest thing that has happened to me recently, I would go with it. This is a, this is a woodshed moment and this is not a good woodshed moment for me. <laughs> uh, every year we have the senior versus a staff faculty basketball game. Um, last year, um, the senior team was loaded uh, with people like Nick Schnell who an outstanding Ron Colley alumni, uh, working his way up and to be a major league baseball player. Uh, he was on the senior team as well as a kid by the name of Miles Lynch. It, it quickly turned into a dunk contest um, by those two against the, the staff. I mean, they. Yeah, you weren't involved in I that. I was not involved. No. Uh, I was involved in the dunk contest. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was the poster child. And, and someone in this building, I'm not certain who, but I, my money would be on you, Gary, um, decided that they were going to publish. Uh, or, or print out one of the pictures from that game of Miles Lynch um, dunking right on top of me. Yes, that's, um, and the student awesome. section behind it. I mean, all their yes. faces are just priceless. I don't know. Uh, that's right outside my office it is door. Right, I don't know why. Right outside your office door. And, and I've also learned that that's th- those pictures are on a two-year rotation. <laughs> yeah. So 18 months to go <laughs> of seeing <true>. that. <laughs> 18 months left of seeing that picture. All right, moving on. Again, you're 28 years old. Uh, what do you wish you could tell your younger self? It's not like, I mean, it was like yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I trust the process. We've been talking about the productive struggle, the grit, 
delayed gratification, if you will. I think it would be to just trust the process. I remember being a senior in high school, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, whether I was going to go play um, football at um, Franklin College or go to Ball State University to study architecture. I didn't know if I wanted to be an architect, a teacher. Um, you know, I didn't. There was just a lot of unknowns when you're 18 years old, um, 10 years ago, and. I mean, looking back in the last 10 years, it's just amazing how much I've been blessed by God um, that everything has turned out exactly, I think, is how it should have turned out. I mean, I couldn't be, if I could have been 18 years old sitting in class here and said, this is where you'll be at in 10 years, I would have felt really good uh, about what that would have been. Um, And so, yeah, just trust the process. There's a lot of nerves and you're trying to figure things out and it's a struggle and there's all these questions and what am I going to do next and how am I going to get there and what am I going to go? What's life going to be like? Who's going to be with me? All those things kind of work themselves out. Um, and so there's a lot of unnecessary anxiety that I just, um, I heard, uh, Greg English, a former graduate of Ron high school, just, um, said this on a, a senior Christian awakening retreat. He said, you know, if you, if you haven't prayed about it, you can't worry about it. And I think that's pretty good life advice that I could give to my younger self. I think uh, anybody who's been in the hallowed halls of Ron Collie High School for any time at all, um, especially someone who's worked here as long as I have, and, and ha- you know, I'm not even sure how many years, how many years you've been here now? This is my sixth year. Six years, so you certainly qualify. Anybody who's been associated with faculty, staff, being a student, being an alum, um, certainly has a sense of being blessed, yeah. um, no matter where you are, um, the challenges that you've had, it's, it's always a nice place to, yeah. to draw from and, and call home. So I think that was the Rebel 5 question. Um, but, Kevin, you're so dang interesting, I'm going to ask you another question. So what's the future hold for Kevin Bonnage, do you think? Um, it's a great question. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't prayed about it, you can't worry about it, Gary. Oh, so that's, I'm, that's yeah, good. We're, yeah, I'm going to write that I'm down. Keep, you can. Uh, I'm going to keep praying about it. I don't know. I know that every day I wake up and I am just tremendously blessed uh, to work at Ron Colley, to have the position um, that I'm in, uh, to be married to just my absolutely gorgeous wife, um, Audrey, uh, and to be know that we are going to welcome um, our sweet baby here uh, in the upcoming weeks, that uh, I'm I'm content. I, I'll, I'll just live each day as it comes uh, to the best of, of my ability and just enjoy uh, the things around me. So what's the future hold? Um, I hope it holds um, me uh, me holding my baby. I yeah. think that's what yeah. my future holds. Yeah. Uh, and the rest, everything else will just yeah. kind of work itself out. One of the fun things that I enjoy being your friend um, and seeing you as the young person that you are uh, starting your family is it wasn't that many years ago. I have a 26-year-old who yeah. uh, is a couple years younger than you Congratulations, are. grandparent yes. times too. Yes. Uh, in fact, yesterday was uh, my youngest granddaughter's birthday, so shout out that? to Gwen. When I started here 12 years ago, uh, Grace, our youngest, was in kindergarten, and she's a senior this year, getting ready to graduate in the, the spring. So, time flies, and you yeah. know that as well as I do. Um, but it's fun, 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 fun to have your kids here in the building as they grow up and be part of this wonderful place. Yeah. Um, if you're here, as you know, any time after school, we have now probably I don't know twenty kids from St. Jude yeah. and other schools that are running the hallways and yeah. causing havoc in a good way. Yeah. Every, I mean, in the morning there's 15, <laughs> 20, 25 St. Jude yeah. Raiders that are, 
you know, the siblings of current Ron Colley students or um, the children of Ron Colley faculty and staff. And then they all walk over to St. Jude yeah. and then they all come back over. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, those kids are smart. They know the circuit of where the candy is in <laughs> oh this school. God. I mean, they know they know they got it down to it a T. I is. do the end of the day announcements at three o'clock. And uh, about two minutes, three minutes later, here they come. They fall in one yes. by one. They grab the little peppermint um, patty thing that's on uh, Andy Baker's desk. And then they go into the dean of students' office, grab some candy from Mr. Punarelli. And, I mean, we're just all suckers for it. Then they yes. swing down to the athletic office, stop by my office. And before you know it, they've done trick-or-treating around Ron Colley <laughs> in a matter of minutes. I want to give you one last uh, opportunity for any final comments. The floor is yours. Every day, Mr. Weisenbach, when he ends his announcements, he likes to end with the phrase, let's make, let's make it a great day. That's kind of his tagline. Um, and so uh, I'm trying to find my own around here when I do announcements or talk to kids. To end a set of announcements or end the day is let's make the world a better place. So every day, let's just do that. Let's make the world a better place. Awesome. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. And uh, so I want to thank you again for being wow. part of our Rebel thank 5 you, podcast. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. I'm Gary Armbruster, and thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Rebel 5 Podcast. To find out more information about the podcast, please visit 50.roncolly.org forward slash podcast.php. Again, thanks so much for joining us today, and until next time, we'll fight ahead.